Dude, did you know I was reading that his name is actually, or it was, Idris Elbow? No. Don't know. <laughs> no. Hey guys, welcome to the Level With Me <laughs> podcast. I couldn't tell if this six. was the opening bit or we were just having a conversation. <laughs> I literally thought for a second this wasn't, okay. I thought well, you might buy into it. I thought if I just deadpanned it, you'd just like be like, really? For That's a second cool there, I thought that. you were not... I thought you were being serious, and I was yeah. like, "Wait, this is his, this is his cold opening starting now." Okay, you never know when it's coming, Matt. You'll never I know. never keep me on my toes. So, welcome to the podcast again. This is the Level with Me podcast. We're on episode six now. Pretty wild. We're getting there. Look at us committing to something. I know. And uh, yeah, we we're live on um, Monday right now for Patreon members. And for everybody else, this is going live on Wednesday morning-ish Pacific time. So, yep. you know, subscribe, set your calendars, clear your schedule type thing, drop on by, give it a listen. Matt and I are super famous content creators and we're going to be talking about games, life, love, love, yep. loss. What's the live, laugh? love something what's that dumb thing that people say live laugh love yeah yeah that's it you got you got it yeah i've got that written on like a big wood plaque you know on the surprised you don't remember it if you have it in your home uh, well you know it's like you put something up in your home and then you forget about it right you're kind like, of phases in the background yeah yeah for people watching on youtube uh we got some new digs it's incredible yes we're kind of i think we're in the future a little we bit are. yeah yeah this is sort of like uh, the future, maybe like Seattle in the future or like kind of a Portland 2050 or something. I like how it's the future, but also retro at the same time. Yeah. 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 We still got a Nintendo uh -huh. uh, back there. Is that in the screen? The screen kind of looks uh, retro, too. Yeah. 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 I, I kind of <laughs> like that. You know, it's very um, yeah. nice contrast. Mm -hmm. Kind of it's kind of cyberpunky, which I think will be probably talking about a little bit today uh yes. this podcast coming out on wednesday which means everybody's uh knee deep in phantom liberty at this point right it's mm -hmm. it's technically out today since we're recording on monday right so i thought it was coming out on the 26th but for many people yeah 25th okay. i think it officially releases 25th for pc at like uh 4 p.m pacific so okay yep. okay Oh, right. So they're going to be starting in like an hour. Oh, boy. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, I've been playing it, and I feel like I can talk about it now. Well, actually, I technically can. My embargo's up. <laughs> but... <laughs> technically, uh, I can't. No spoilers, <clears throat> but Cyberpunk 2077 Phantom Liberty is... It's a game of the year con contest contender. Really? For yeah. an expansion? Yes. It is wow. incredible. Do you have a 40 series GPU, Matt? I do not know, unfortunately. Oh, buddy. Just like... the, th the 3080 is doing 3080 Ti is doing all right, but I struggled. I'm basically getting 60 FPS, but I have ray tracing on like it's it looks mm -hmm. great. It looks amazing, but I am hurting on the frame rate for 2.0 still. Go get yourself 40 series because just this, go pick up a thousand dollar graphics game is card. Worth it. It's like this is like a um, cultural moment in gaming. Like the graphics Damn. are so ridiculously good. 
They have like this new experimental path tracing. Like when you go into the settings, it's like it says like prototype or experimental yep. option. You're like yeah. engage. And then like the lighting just gets to this level that you're like, this doesn't I don't understand how they can do this. And then uh, you're also getting like 90 to 110 FPS at like 4K resolution. That's wild. That's insane. Ultra graphics. It looks unbelievable it's the playing starfield and then going to phantom liberty you're like were these games made 10 years apart from each other and the funny thing is is one is before the other which is wild yes technically technically well do you remember i think it was like maybe two weeks ago we were kind of ranting a little bit on the starfield like character interactions yeah, and how yep, they're I, I think everybody's kind of on the same page. They suck like they're just not they're a little bland. Yeah, yes. unless you love the very old school Bethesda style of doing RPGs, it's sort of awkward and feels dated and whatever it so, does. Yeah, two people standing in front of each other and the camera panning back and forth quickly mm -hmm. and just dead eyes staring at each other. Yeah. yeah. And then you go into 2.0. I can't speak on Phantom Liberty and everything is animated. And it's it is, incredible. And it's yeah. gorgeous. Mm -hmm. Like the facial animations, they're all doing natural things. Like sometimes you'll come across a guy who's leaning on a railing. He looks over at you yeah. like naturally he'll move around and talk to you naturally. The dialogue like, sounds realistic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> As opposed to like, Hello there. Like, hi, uh, citizen. Hi, citizen. I was just thinking about my life. Let me tell you my feelings. And you're like, what? Like, Out this... of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's yep. night and day. And you're like, oh, this is like what an RPG should feel like. I, I, it's just, it's incredible. It's a treat playing Phantom Liberty. Uh, I don't know how many hours there of gameplay there are in it. I think they've estimated around 30 if you do a bunch of the side quests and stuff too. That's a lot. Yeah, it's plenty. You know, I don't want a 100-hour RPG anymore. Yeah. I want something it's... that I can beat, basically, or not yeah. feel like it's a chore after like 40 hours or something. Get a really good story, get in, get out. 30 hours is a lot. Like, that is a significant amount of time. Maybe yeah. it's just because I'm a streamer and dedicating, you know, hundreds of well, hours. I think you can just... do the main thing in 10 to 15 and then it's okay. like 30 depending on how many side quests you integrate. side missions and stuff yeah cool. but i think they learned uh the side quests are uh cool like nice. there's some mini boss level stuff happening on side quests as opposed to just saving that content for the main quest which mm -hmm. i think the the cyberpunk 2077 before the dlc was kind of you didn't hit a lot of mini bosses and when you did it was almost always part of the main quest narrative. Yeah. I well, it's hard to say because there's there's the main quest. The cyberpunk for main story, a lot of the side content feels like it weaves into the main story. Like the main story will hit a lot of the big characters and then those characters will have their own side things. And it's hard to distinguish what is side and what is main story because they're all so well done. Mm -hmm. And that, I mean... That might be contributing to that, but I do agree for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what do you think about 2.0? Uh, it's fantastic. I have been... I, I enjoyed Cyberpunk when it originally released, and, and while it did have its problems, obviously, it was, it was, it mm -hmm. was, a, 
it was a pretty big failure. Let's be honest. It was a failure, but I still enjoyed it. But Mm -hmm. man, now that everything's been polished up, the fact that it's not stuttering all over the place, I have good frame rate, game looks gorgeous, and there aren't these huge bugs and glitches taking away from the immersion. I'm just completely immersed in this world. It is, I was thinking to myself like, damn, if this game came out today and launched today, I think it would be a contender for game of the year easily Mm -hmm. like it is it's still incredible well they've managed to update all the visuals too so the game that launched somebody did like a side-by-side comparison Uh of like what it used to look like and what it looks like now and even johnny silverhand side-by-side is just like way more detailed in the stuff it's it's pretty phenomenal that you're like whoa these guys just put in like they felt bad about how the game launched i think and just were they sold so many copies of this game. They must have made they a did. killing. And I think they really put a lot of it back into it with the uh, the last couple of years of supporting and building tech around it. And I'm, I'm sure NVIDIA has cut them some massive paycheck to use Cyberpunk. Oh, for all the DLSS yeah. stuff? Yeah. Because they've been using so. it as like the prototype platform for like, hey, can we do real-time ray tracing in a game that looks insane? And they did it. And it looks, yeah. it does look truly insane now. Uh, what do you think about the quality of life updates to like character building with your, your skill trees and uh, the armor system and the cosmetic system? And, <laughs> yeah. Well, you didn't like my kick-ass outfit? Because before, <laughs> because before you basically became a clown yes. with your, yeah, with your you hat, had like a your glasses. ball cap and like You're wearing a skirt. Glasses. Nothing wrong with wearing a skirt. But you just has 50 armor, bro. I got to put it on. (laughs) It was a terrible system that wasn't well thought out at launch. And now you pick your outfit and it's just an outfit. You like you want to go with a suit and tie? Go for it. You want to you want to look like you're a bum? Go for it. But where your armor comes in is with the cybernetics, which is what makes sense, right? You're the whole thing of cyberpunk is chroming yourself out. So that you become stronger and lo and behold, that's what makes you stronger. It gives you more armor, makes you yeah. maybe faster with some of them. And it is so, so much better. And the progression of like, oh yeah, I can go over and buy armor or I can buy mm-hmm. these cybernetics that make me more powerful. And then that just kind of weaves into the the overall progression. And it just feels so much smoother. Yes. Um, the yeah, implant progression is like... I remember the first time through that not even being a part of the game, really. You're just like, oh, uh, at some point you realized you could get implants and then you just went to the store and bought all the best ones. And then you're like, okay, I guess I'm good now. And it was cool because you could get like double jump still back then and the the fa- uh, Mantis blades. But you're mm-hmm. right. It, just, it, didn't, it wasn't nearly as fleshed out. Yeah. And now you can permanent, like you don't have to make a trade off, right? With like... Before, didn't you have to make a trade-off with Mantis Blades or something? I can't remember. It's been too long. There's something, but now it feels like you have all these different options. So I went the Netrunner route again. I just love the Netrunner concept. I'm like, yeah, like everybody's got cybernetic implants. Why wouldn't we be hacking them, right? It sounds awesome. Yeah. But now they've really integrated the the laser garrot wire weapon whatever it's called i forgot what it's called in game but you know what i'm talking about i've never i've never used it but i do yeah 
So yeah, you basically didn't use like it. a you magic use it whip before thing because it kind of sucked before. They didn't, or to make it work, you had to do like a lot of work and build your whole character around to it get or it something. To get there. Mm-hmm. Now they let you integrate it in a really cool way where it can actually deploy quick hacks and it benefits from quick hacks and all this other stuff. And so I'm like, I'm a net runner, but I have a really cool melee option too that wasn't hard to work into my build. Like I uh-huh. didn't have to spend all this time crafting a build around one type of attack and i feel like that's how the game sort of used to be where they're like yeah if you get all these legendary implants you can make this crazy build work but before you get those the gameplay is just it kind sucks. of whatever yeah yeah so the, I'm the enjo- amount of variety do so much right now without having to like open up a, a youtube guide on how to get the legendary implants and like unlock the crazy stuff and it's I much know more that'll natural be available later right or if i want to do the crazy oh you hack a guy and all of a sudden everybody around him dies or something like that'll come at some point but uh the amount of variety in the in the perks and the way it allows you like you can't just do anything that you want mm-hmm. obviously it's not like that involved but my current build right now is i focus around smgs and like ARs and stuff, and I jump around at Mach 5 and fly around and then slow down time at certain moments and just like melt people. And it's really fun. It's fast paced. I'm just bouncing around like a like an ass and just, you know, becoming yeah. a menace. Uh, you can go the melee blade where you can start deflecting their bullets right back at them and also slowing down time in the same. You can do a stealth build where you're just throwing daggers at people and like it's it's nuts um and, it, it's, and it's it's fun. way better yeah it is it is fun that's the that is that's the biggest thing is that before the combat there's just something felt off about the combat it just mm-hmm. kind of felt eh and now i really work at making it flow well and now it yeah. seems like it just whatever you choose there's a good flow to it if you want to keep working on it yep yeah. yeah i agree the flow is a big part yes Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah big, have you messed with the vehicle stuff any not any? not too much no you i haven't can, purchased a vehicle yet you so you can hack vehicles now so you can have a stationary vehicle floor it so you can like if there's like there's always guys a leaning up people. against vehicles or something oh they'll nice. be on their cool car at like an outpost and you floor it you can like take out a guy or that's cool start shooting at it uh you can have it initiate parking brakes so there's more chase scenes in the game now yeah so you can hack while you're driving so another car could be driving and you're like hit the brakes and it just like slams on its brakes or like you can have it like floor it and go past you but uh-huh. i got a i got an implant that lets me take control of a vehicle now and so you can just run over people. So <laughs> you just get up on like a perch somewhere. You're like, I want to take out those guys that are guarding that gate. I'm going to hack this car and just And the car just starts going them. haywire. Yeah. Yeah. And they'll either start attacking it or they'll eventually figure out that it's been hacked and they'll try and start tracing your hack. But it's just, it like adds all this fun stuff to the game. It makes it feel like a sandbox now where before it felt like when you're infiltrating a base with hacks, it was like, well, just hack the camera and then hack the turret and then do the stuff and that's and what you do every you time. And then you kill everything from the outside of the building. Yeah. yeah. And now I'm now I find myself in these combat situations much more frequently where I'm like pausing time with my scan and then detonating like an explosive behind a guy and then uh using the sonic blast from a radio and then blinding a dude and then coming in close and hitting him with my garrot wire and like just getting all these cool combos it's 
it plays amazingly well and then it's got a badass story to back it all up and like incredible graphics and you're like yeah this music's is also killer too yes it's firing on all cylinders and yep. i hope they can i don't know what the rule is with dlcs but it should be considered for like a game of the year contender because it's it's incredible bro you're hyping this up i'm already enjoying myself and Damn. Damn. Yeah. Well, I was going to talk about being exhausted because I spent, I stayed up all night working on a video for it, uh -huh. which yeah. will hopefully drop tomorrow. But uh, I just, because I, I got a contract to do a, a, a showcase of the new DLSS tech. And I was like, of course, I'll take it. Of course, you I'll know? do it. Yeah. Because they gave me like four or five day early access to the game. I was like, great, but when you're sinking 20 hours into something, that four <laughs> and five days all of a sudden feels like not enough time. And so, yeah, I had to pull an all-nighter last night to get it in for the like the due date review, review and everything. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like exhausted. But part of it is that you're like, oh, I'm just going to capture a little more footage to flesh out this part of the edit. Yeah, I'm just going to, I'm just, honey, like, I'm just capturing footage for a video. I'm just, yeah. No, I'm like, not playing. No, I'm not having any fun at all over here. No, no. Nope. I'll, I'll see you in bed. Yeah. All of a sudden you're on a side quest three hours later. You're like, oops, <laughs> whoops. That yeah. was supposed to be five minutes of just grabbing a pickup shot. Now I'm like deep down this rabbit hole of a side quest and stuff. That's it's, awesome. Um, yeah, it's great. I, I think they said this was going to be the last DLC, which is such a shame because I know they're switching their whole crew over to the Unreal Engine and like saying bye bye to the Red Engine. but. God, they really should keep a crew on just to do one more DLC. Like it's, it's that good. That's like how I, much you're. Yeah. Well, maybe maybe they will. Maybe with this, if this is super successful for them, they might they might change their mind. Who knows? Or they'll be working on their other project, which they're passionate about, and that passion will bleed through. And yeah, who knows? Yeah, we'll get Cyberpunk 2077 two. <laughs> what are they gonna call it? <laughs> <laughs> Probably not 2077 too. If I on, had to man, guess. That's a great name. <laughs> it sounds so bad. <laughs> it sounds terrible. It's better than the uh, Call of Duty naming convention. I can't yeah, even true. keep track of what people can't either. say. Was Modern like, Warfare yeah. 3? Didn't that also call? No. No. Yeah. <clears throat> 10 years from now, it's Modern Warfare again. Just It just cycle repeats. Mm -hmm. So... We'll get an Unreal version of this at some point, and I assume it'll look even better somehow. I'm like, sure it will. I'm not sure how, but this is, there's no games that are close to this in visual quality. Not even, not close at all. I I can't think of really any. It's like it's really Red pushing Dead Redemption it. 2 looks incredible. It uh, does. But it's not on this level. The lighting isn't on this level. I uh, think that's the biggest thing is lighting mm -hmm. advancement has just skyrocketed and lighting is you can only do so much for hd textures right you can only mm -hmm. make a rock look so much like a rock with the textures what really comes in is the lighting bouncing off the rock that makes it feel and look organic and real yeah and that's that's i think that's the big next it's hard for hardware to do it currently unless you have a 4000 series card but i think that lighting is going to be the big thing I started, I started to notice something that feels like it's part of the experimental tech of this because there's areas of the game that are really dark uh, to the point where you can't see and there's no flashlights in the game, which is weird. Uh, and no, I also found that strange too. There was no moments where I wanted vision. to look. Yeah. But I think it's because they're really going for such a realistic lighting approach 
that you realize, yeah, if I was crawling around in dark alleys at night, I wouldn't be able to see stuff also. So it looks realistic. They just didn't build in quite a game mechanic to like turn on your flashlight so you can see. Yeah, stuff but there. you also have tech, you know, tech that allows you to, you know, travel, you know, slow down time and jump, double yeah. jump. You'd think they'd be able to have night vision or yeah. at least something that would enhance your vision in night. Maybe they'll but come I hear out you. with the flashlight patch uh, yeah. next. <laughs> flashlight eyeballs. <laughs> Did you see the, um, speaking of all this crazy tech that they're figuring out how to do that, well, let's be honest, that NVIDIA is figuring out how to do, uh, their stock is through the roof, I think. They're making all the cool Aren't AI. they the biggest company in the world now in terms of like stock? I don't know. They're, they're, one hu of the, they're huge. It's, they're, it's, it's insane. They're, well, they're everyone's buying their AI chips, right? That's like one of right. the biggest markets. So like anybody doing some sort of AI model is like buying the chip from NVIDIA. Yeah. They, they like, I think they own most of the AI manufacturing stuff. Yeah. So one of, one of the tech geniuses at NVIDIA was talking about the future of DLSS technology, right? DLSS has has sort of evolved into this thing that it wasn't at the start. Remember, it was mm. it started off as I think it was just like a a smarter way of smoothing out edges for stuff, wasn't it? I don't remember. I think that was the first thing where you could play at at like uh, 1080p on like a bigger monitor, and it would like smooth out the edges or something. Mm, I'm probably okay. remembering incorrectly. And then they had the and then it started to integrate upscaling stuff. So you play at yep. 4K and it takes your 1080p image and does Makes smarter upscaling. And that, mm -hmm. that went through several iterations until it got better and better. And now they're doing the frame generation as part of it, which is like, we're just going to figure out how to use AI to create an image in between this image and that image. And now you have more frame rate. And they can surprisingly do it so that the latency isn't really bad. Right. Got, yeah. Now they've got the low latency tech built into it as well. Yeah. So I don't know how they do it because you're like, it just it feels like seem magic. Possible. It, it legitimately does. feels like magic. So along this same line of crazy progression in tech, uh, one of the guys at NVIDIA was saying that like DLSS 10 or something might actually be total neural network generative images. And yeah, I at first, I didn't know what that meant either. I had to kind of like research okay. it a little. All right. But apparently they've demoed this kind of technology in the past and you can do it right now with AI, which is you can say make a commercial that looks like a Coke commercial and AI will figure out how oh, to make a video. Oh, I got you. Okay. So they're they, they can do that. My, with my game brain went engines. to they're gonna they're gonna in, insert the graphics into my brain. Like and I'm that's just what gonna... I thought at first too. I yeah, was like, okay. are we gonna be just sitting? Are we gonna look like the characters in Cyberpunk? Are we gonna jack yeah. into the net and just be like jack wasting in. away in our chairs somewhere? Mm -hmm. Yep. <laughs> I love how nightmarish that game makes it all look. You're like, this would be cool if it didn't look awful in every way. <laughs> Everyone's in like ice bathtubs and they're yeah. everyone's, you know, yeah, chop but shop. You see a hot for chick humans. and then she like turns around and her face is like a hole with like l lights coming out of it. And you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Hot right up until you turned around. <laughs> you can't say that. I mean, you can. What are you going to do? She's got like cameras coming out of her face, Matt. Like. <laughs> 
I, who am I, I going to offend? A camera person? No, it was more, it was more just the out of context part moment, you know? Yeah. She, you, she turned around and then never mind. Go, keep going. Keep going. You're good. Okay. So the generative image stuff, apparently that can be worked into a game engine. They've already tested it. They have like a 2018 demo with Unreal Engine 4 or something. Okay. And I guess you just tell it what you want in the game and it like makes it for you. <laughs> And this was like 2018 demonstration stuff, so that was, it wasn't very impressive back then, but this tech is like exponentially getting better right now. So maybe that means at some point, either devs or players will have some total creative control over what's happening in the world or what they're seeing or the new procedurally generated environments will be like a hundred times more content rich and believable than they used to be it's hard to quite know what to make of it but this guy seemed very confident that this was like a future that this was like the inevitable i'm sure i mean i'm sure he's going. going to be confident because he's that's sort of his position but yeah um I, yeah i do think it's going to go down that route i remember when i was playing i had a viewer say wouldn't it be incredible if all those buildings in cyberpunk you could go into and you could explore and a part of me was like, yeah, that'd be really cool. Another part of me is like, it's, a, it's an office building. Yeah. Um, it's just an office building. Why would I want to go explore, you know, Dan in, you know, floor 200? Why? why it's just, there's nothing exciting there. You know, We're, the world normally is not that exciting. So unless they were able to somehow, you would have to use AI, right? Like in the future, maybe if you have like a battle royale or something, you you have AI generate everything within a level inside of a building, like you could make that work, but I just don't see the justification for doing that unless mm -hmm. there is something to actually do there. Yeah. And even with this kind of technology, you have to ask like, when is enough? Like there's gotta, there's gotta be a point where it's like, we need to stop, not everything needs to be content right not every corner of the world needs to be interesting because it just it would just be overflowing you still and need also game not design at the end of the day right right you can't right. just go plug in the procedural generation code and now i have a game because we've all played those big procedurally generated games that are boring as heck because the content it's mile wide inch deep type yeah. game design philosophy where you're like look at all this content that's exactly the same and and not to keep ragging on starfield i like starfield i want to put it out there mm -hmm. really enjoyed it put like 70 hours into it wow but the planets were a snooze yeah it, like i did not care about any planet i came across there were some cool scenes there was some cool like if you went to uh saturn and on one of the moons like i think titan you could see saturn and it was gorgeous that's it. Like, yeah. it's, it's just a backdrop. And then everything around you is just kind of the same landscape everywhere. The and environments it, were super underwhelming, like compared yeah. to any decent uh, action single player game that came out in the last five to six years. Those all have way more interesting environments than the planets in Starfield, which are just like, here's some topography and then like a base bunker type research lab. Right. Okay. Every single planet, <laughs> basically yep. same thing. Yeah. Yeah. And if but. they can use that technology to make that more interesting, yeah, then the cool. AI generative stuff that would right. be crazy. If they could do that, then then that's awesome. But I don't know. 
it's <laughs> games are going to get really huge if that's the case like if every piece of every planet is is now an interesting story to be told because an ai has created something well, for you to play not, what if what if you're thinking about it wrong so rather than scale uh-huh. maybe you scale it down but now one guy can be like i'm gonna make a level that's incredibly detailed and i'm gonna go into every part and sort of just tell the ai what to build there be like can you move that lamp over i want more street lamps that look like this and can i have some more trees that kind of work takes days weeks and really high level artistic talent to make it look good if all right. of a sudden that workload becomes easy for the layman to do now you don't have to make the biggest game ever but you can still make a high quality game without necessarily the insane skill set that it would have taken you. before. And I, I think that's what's happening with a lot of the new engine tech and what Unreal's doing and stuff. They're making game development far more accessible. And this just sounds like it's going to, it'll have, I think, both angles where you could make it huge easily or you could make it extremely detailed with way less effort. I think it's the future. I think you can't close Pandora's box and it's already wide open. Like this technology is going to be everywhere. And but I do hopefully it's just going to be a tool that is used and it's not just going to be just generated, you know, at random. Um, Yeah. Well, it's like I think our um, podcast background is a good example of sort of the limitations of AI tech. The first five episodes, we had an AI generated image. I ran through like maybe 20 different versions of it until I got something that looked approximately to what I wanted. Then we used that as a placeholder and I sent that image off to an actual artist who uh, I liked and followed on Twitter for a while. Said, can you do this type of environment, but in your style? And now we've got that and it's got way more personality and I like it more and it's like, yeah, it's, it's cool and we got to ask him to put stuff into it. We got your bowl in there <laughs> and, uh, and your lava lamp, Matt. I know you're I don't big, have a lava uh, lamp. I don't know what you, why you, you thought I had a lava, lamp. a lava lamp. Apparently I should. It looks good back there. Yeah. I think it'd be cool. You could be the lava lamp streamer. That'd be like your thing. You're like, Hey, it's lava lamp Matt here. Like, you know, just no. Right. No. The bowls are enough. I already, I already look like I uh, design like a uh, live like a grandma. So yeah, a lava, any, a lava lamp would make me more hip though. Cabinets in your room with maybe some old tea saucers and no, no, I do not. No, some just old books. porcelain dolls, perhaps. No, ju- just books level. Do you uh, have a knitting? Set I'm not up in actually the a grandmother level cap. Are you sitting? Is your gaming chair a rocking chair? <laughs> I mean, I guess it could be. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be really funny just to like do like an April Fool's like this is the best gaming (laughs) chair ever. And it's like an old school rocking chair. It's literally just a rocking chair. Yeah. Yeah. You could sell somebody on it. You know, what is the Racer X rocking chair or something? (laughs) Ah. We have a new merchandise. So what else you've been playing? A lot of that. Uh, ironically, I've also been playing uh, Crew Motorfest, Motorfest, hmm. Motorsport. I can't remember. Is Motorsport there a new is new Crew game out. Yeah, it's a new Crew game. Okay. It's set in Hawaii, and I'm not the biggest car guy in terms of well driving. I don't dr- like driving in real life, uh, but I only recently just got involved with racing games. But like, I've been oddly just vibing with mm-hmm. them. 
because they're coming from back the out- right now dude i see racing games all over like social media now people are getting into them the new forza games coming out i think in about a month which i'm really hyped for but that's yeah. going to be more of it's more of a sim than it is like a casual arcade game so that's going to be my first kind of dipping my toes into that genre but are you going to get from the wheel? outside i've thought about it i have i've one, actually Matt. watched many videos they're expensive though. would you just spend some of your they're like the nice ones are like six hundred dollars they they're pricey matt i got a joystick on my left that cost me five hundred dollars i got a joystick on my right that cost me six hundred dollars like just spend some money okay <laughs> i always spend money on books bro that's all that's it <laughs> so what I was trying to say is from the outside <laughs> looking in, racing games just kind of look like you slow down your car, you make a turn, and you follow the racing lines, and that just sounds really boring. But when you actually get in there, I mean, to people that are, you know, actually drive cars regularly or have played these games, it's so much more involved yeah. because each car is different. The way the car matters. Uh, sometimes you do have to brake hard or slow. Uh, shifting your gears at the right moment, all of that. Passing, passing etiquette and rules too. That's mm-hmm. a big thing Which I definitely don't racing. abide by. And yeah. in the crew, no one does. Dude, the multiplayer yeah. at the beginning, it's 28 <laughs> people and you are slamming into How people, people on the walls. How many people just destroy themselves in the first turn of the race? Like oh, it's, it's, <laughs> it's mayhem. Yeah, absolute mayhem. And when you know a big turn's coming up because you can see all the cars piling up in a corner and you take it slow and then just zip by all of them, it's glorious yeah because they're all just trying to go as fast as humanly possible so it's been fun i i don't think it's the best racing game out there but it's just been enjoyable Mm -hmm. uh driving around in the beautiful the beauty of hawaii and yeah so that's been one game um i also checked out have you played titanfall 2 since the Uh, recent i've been dabbling a little and i want to um i want to get in and like maybe even make a video on it or something uh, yeah because it's, so yeah, you it's know, had a resurgence and a little bit what didn't it go on sale for like three bucks or something so it's always going it always has these little moments where it has a three dollar sale it's happened many times and then a huge yeah. amount of people come back i think a lot of them play the single player when that happens mm-hmm. but now the multiplayer well, is they, they working patched the game while they did a sale and they hadn't patched the game in what years or something yeah yeah like it was forever. a dead game in terms of dev support right and they yep. came back and were like hey let's let's fix the servers and all this other stuff and now it's not like a pain to try and play it well they were having problems with like hackers ddosing yeah. for months or if not years like it was I, the, awful it was literally killing the game so insane i i don't it actually is. remember all the details but it's like it's like literally vendetta level like ddosing and you're like that's insane to like from what i remember god i can't god yeah it was it was wild never mind i i don't want to yeah, get into we're it we're not gonna it, it, remember the details either right and then we're gonna get ddosed matt but ddos matt not Jesus. <laughs> please no but anyways uh uh, they finally look like they have tightened up everything in terms of the servers and you can just join in before you'd have to go into the, um, they had modded servers. There was the yeah. Titanfall modded community. I can't remember what the, the North star, I think North star community. Mm-hmm. And that was like really the only way to play. And then now, uh, either they fixed it or the person that was, the people that were doing that earlier stopped 
But regardless of the reason, people are now finally able to play Titanfall 2. And since it's such a beloved game, it's yeah, it's it's back. Who knows for how long? But that doesn't matter because jump in and play and have fun in the moment. Yeah, it's it's a game that I nobody's going to recreate like no other studio is going to recreate. Right. No, only Respawn will make another Titanfall type game because one, it's not really a hugely successful game. It's very right. high skill, which traditionally is a very hard to sell game. You're like, come buy this game. It's super hard. Well, OK, you've just cut off a huge portion of your FPS audience. I played and there was a squad and i got dumpstered yeah i got absolutely thrashed and it was to the point where i played them like three times in a row and the fourth time i'm like all right i'm out guys i'm out like i'm not having fun like i'm literally not enjoying my time here and i actually think that's why the game probably didn't take off as much is because once you do start going toe-to-toe with these people like i know people like to say like oh get good this is why uh, mmr sucks because Mm -hmm. You know, this is why I think MMR is actually not a horrible thing because I was even even someone like me who I would like to say I'm decent. At, I'm, I'm not the best first person shooter player. I'm getting older. I'm getting slower. I mean, you don't don't sell yourself short. You're probably any game you jump into that's a shooter. You're going to be in like the top five percent probably right away. So I was I was struggling against these guys. Now imagine someone who's brand new and get just not even feeling like they can even move and they're just getting destroyed. So I think that was one thing that kind of hurt. I'm not advocating for strong uh, skill based matchmaking to the point where it destroys a game. Right. Like we've had this discussion before, Mm -hmm. but you know what I mean is when there is this large skill ceiling. Uh, it can be it can be tough it's to keep the gotta, player base engaged. It's not just skill too. It's it's a significant learning curve too. Yeah. Because there's a lot of different weapons, a lot of different builds. What Titan do you use? When do you call it in? Like what? what don't they have like perk setups and stuff like that too, or something similar? There to are it? some perks. Yes. Yeah. So and then of course there's all the parkour level knowledge. Like mm-hmm. how do I know what walls I can run on and jump from this there to there? Like somebody who knows what they're doing can get across the map in like a third the time as somebody who doesn't know what they're doing. Yep. And that's that's massive. So it's kind of but then again, we've got games like Rainbow Six Siege where you come into that now and you're like, oh, I'm I'm just gonna get dunked on for hours and hours and hours until I figure out how to play the game. Yep but it's it's successful so maybe it just needs that like that really strong start where you get enough people in who are all at the same skill level and then enough of them stick around and they develop a community and then people want to be part of the community and that's how it kind of grows because your friends are talking about and they're like oh yeah man you should come play titanfall 2 with us we'll show you the ropes you know come on board and then you kind of grow from there where you have a well, you obviously don't need to have a game have like not a high skill like Counter-Strike. Counter-Strike is like the biggest first person shooter in the world and it has an insanely high skill ceiling. But it's very simple in True. terms of like True. You don't you're not wall running. It's all recoil. It's mostly recoil and like where to throw grenades basically. But you know what I you know what I mean? Yeah. Right? Like it it it's still there's a lot of skill involved. And I actually think that's one of the reasons, because it is the movement and is, is fairly simple, the maps are fairly simple, is for why it probably does uh, succeed, where something like Rainbow Six Siege has so much more going on. Yeah. Um, 
for a casual player in Counter-Strike, it's like, oh, I go down a lane and I have an engagement and I either win or I lose. In Rainbow Six Siege, it's like, I got to worry about up above, down below. Uh, you know, maybe they're going to come through a wall, a all these different, different gadgets. gadgets that I don't understand. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the complexity of it, and that also speaks to Titanfall. Is there is a lot of complexity to to that mm-hmm. game too? Yeah, maybe that's like fun. part of the the magic formula. Is like Counter Strike isn't what I would call a complex movement shooter by any means, but mm-hmm. from it, but it's very tricky with its recoil. Right, the the game is yes. like ninety percent controlling your recoil and like. 10% knowing where to throw a grenade type thing. Like mm-hmm. that's where most of the skill is focused and they have a huge skill ceiling there, but you're not also having to like parkour your way around a map and hit all your ledge grabs perfectly and stuff where Titanfall is like, well, you got to be able to fly through the air, shoot a grappling hook and headshot that dude while he's moving in the opposite direction as you. And you're doing like, the exact same thing that you are. It's uh, it's probably harder than other games where you compare it to like, Maybe even like Quake 3 Arena or the Unreal Tournament, the old school arena shooters. Those games were just, they were just movement shooters, but they were simpler than Titanfall to an extent. It was like, here's your jump pads, here's your rail guns and rocket launchers, like go have fun. You, you I guess the best way to describe it is that the skill ceiling is really, is lower in something maybe like Counter-Strike, but the skills, the skill floor is, is um, higher for, like just to really get going in counter-strike doesn't take as much but then these other games require so yeah. much more of you that's yeah, yeah. probably why the onboarding <laughs> process I get the what onboarding you're exactly right that yeah, might be so why skill, it's so hard for casuals is like a big wall right and then yeah or a once you get flat, over it yeah well, however you're measuring it <laughs> yeah I, I understand it's either a wall for. or flat depending on how you set it's up your curvy. skill curve. you know we're getting curvy yeah. in here yeah yeah <laughs> But I'm glad it's having a resurgence. I'm glad they patched it. That's pretty wild. I hope that mm-hmm. um, Respawn does something with Titanfall. I, I think we were mentioning this maybe a podcast or two ago that it it probably have legs as a single player only game too, you know, because the Titanfall 2 yeah. single player was so well received. If they just like, I don't know, you could split it in half. Like maybe the multiplayer is free like Halo and the single player is the paid for part or something. I don't know. You could do stuff with it, but uh, it's nice to see a resurgence and it's nice to see more people talking about it. And it is cool to be able to hop on a server and not have to like Google, how do I play Titanfall 2? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. You got to download all these different sub things and then you, then you can play. Yeah. Which most people won't do. Yeah. Definitely not. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to you hear some Star Citizen news? No. Yeah, me either. <laughs> I mean, if you want to talk about it, go for it. I'm I'm down for listening. Uh nothing too crazy is going on with Star Citizen other than it's not working as usual. <laughs> uh, I'm so surprised. That's the latest news. Patch came out, everything exploded, not working. Chris Roberts, who never who rarely speaks to the community, he does like these letters once or twice a year that's like here's what's going on guys and people are like he has spoken he He comes out of his pearly gates yeah Mm -hmm. yeah he he stands from the heavens above yeah yeah and speaks to us with his trumpet or Uh i don't know yeah uh so he he just responded to a forum post 
about a guy that was it was a fairly well-known content creator that made a lengthy okay. po- forum post about quality of life updates they'd like to see and he mm-hmm. made a very lengthy response to it that was what i like about reading his stuff is he's just candid he doesn't like have the pr spin on stuff as much so it actually feels like a person's typing it and not just a he wants committee. people to know where the company's struggling like and I kind of appreciate it because he just gets into it. He's like, okay, here's what's going on. So we decided that rather than coding our own database system for making our persistence system working, we were going to instead buy this really well-rated enterprise-level database software and use that. Okay. And apparently it's just not up to the task of scaling to star citizen. And every time they update it, the software, it like breaks half of the stuff in the game. So they're working with the company now to like, see if there's any way to fix it. Otherwise they're going to have to find some other database or make their own. That's not good. No. And it sucks because he was kind of candid in the email, which was like, we have to invent all of our own technology because there's no engines that can do what we need to do to make star citizen a real thing so we've spent so much of our time developing proprietary technology like it started on the cry engine but they call it the star engine now because there's so little left of the original cry engine they've like remade it into like this this completely different thing and they're like hey you guys want to like not have to build something from the ground up to make this system work. And so they tried yeah. using, uh, and it just didn't work. Yeah. An enterprise level database, whatever. I don't know enough to talk about this intelligently. I'm like it's yeah. a database, graphing database, obviously numbers The the numbers, they go into a spreadsheet and then they, what do they, they mean Mason? The, yeah, <laughs> pretty much. So he was just candid with it and said that they're going to have a direction in the very near future or whatever. But he also, I've been piecing together information like Sherlock Holmes because there's, there's rumors. Of course, there's always rumors that squadron 42, the single player game is right around the corner, but right around the corner. He mentioned that a lot of big quality of life updates are going to come over very soon to the persistent universe because they've been finalized in squadron 42 and you're like "Hmm." all the rumors are saying that squadron 42 might be getting a release date and is getting prepped for an actual game launch and if the systems are only coming over after they're finalized and polished in the single player then you're like okay well why are they getting finalized and polished maybe they're actually getting close. getting ready for launch that'd be cool so my be exciting you know my kool-aid drinking fanboy brain is all excited about any little bit of news you know because i, well, I think hope it, i hope I, it's true me too if i feel like squadron 42 could be like the cyberpunk of space games you know in terms of just a really engaging single player experience yeah I'm not going to hype it up because <laughs> it's well, Starfield or I'm Star not Citizen. I'm it's going to be good. I'm just saying I think it will. It I could think it be. has a very good chance of being incredible. Yeah. The potential is there. Potential. That you. is what Star Citizen is. It's the game just of full great of potential. potential. <laughs> can it actually succeed, though? That's the, that's the big question. But can it fail, cool. Matt? That's the other question, right? Because they just keep yeah. getting more money. Then it's like it just keeps going, right? And they're it, like, it, <laughs> didn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, C- can it fail? 
I mean, they've made <laughs> too big to fail. He's basically just funding the development for decades. It's going to be just a never ending story of constant updates for, and because people will still pay for it, I guess. Mm-hmm. I've, uh, I've cut myself <laughs> off for a while, but one, one day they're going to like make some cool oh, thing and I'm going to be like, I have to have it. I, I have, have to have, have it. it. It's $400 level cap. I have to have it. <laughs> They're selling a um a ship right now that's $500 and there's like I mean Does it come with a back massage? I, it better, man. Uh it's a cargo ship. It's like a big hauling ship and the trailer for it is super cool, but like you can't do any of the stuff that the trailer that is shows. advertised. Yeah, I was going to say, they've done that before. Where it's like, hey, we got this new cool ship that you can buy, but yeah. you can't do anything with it. They've tried to stick by this promise, which is a more recent promise, which is we're not going to put ships into the verse that don't have a gameplay loop built for them yet because they've been doing mm-hmm. that in the past. We're like, here's your cool ship. And you're like, what do we do with it? And they're like, sorry, we haven't invented that part of the game yet. And you're like, I guess I'll yep. just land it on a planet then and do and look at it and do something. nothing. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's yeah. what a lot of the ships were for a while. And so they they decided that they weren't going to do that anymore. And the whole sea, which is the cargo ship, is like it's right on the edge of like I maybe it'll work kind of. But man, the, the actual gameplay loop that people want is not there yet. So it's just a five hundred dollar ship that looks pretty. Looks real purdy. Looks purdy. Purdy. Speaking of really expensive things, did you uh, see the big leak for Microsoft? Uh, No, I didn't actually. So apparently there was a big leak where Microsoft revealed accidentally all of their future plans for like ever. Uh, Now all this information could be subject to change, um, but there was the big stuff like they wanted to buy Nintendo. And, oh, they, yes. and he had his sights yes, on yes, Nintendo. Yes. Sorry, I did see that. I didn't realize that was like I was when you say leak, I think like the new Xbox or like a game is coming out. Well, or that something. was also it. There was also the uh, 2028 is when the new Xbox is it's when okay. they're planning on releasing 2028. It. Who cares? <laughs> well, that was the thing is that they, it was like all of their plans for like that long. And AI that is going to rule the world in 2028. Like, I mean, I mean you're not the, you're not wrong, bro. We're, we're going to have not. the cyberpunk <laughs> eyes like we're just going to be all in the Matrix and in a vegetative state and pod somewhere like I hope not. <laughs> but but also could be fun. It right? could be. Maybe I could finally get a girlfriend in AI. Uh, like an AI girlfriend, right? Regardless though. <laughs> um there's gotta be a market for this, Matt. I'm gonna start the AI has, girlfriend business. There has, I'm sure there will be. It's probably I mean, already wanna, there. For there being yeah, there probably no, there is. There are like com- like you can have there are like things that you can um you can have conversations with there's been like only yeah, content creators yeah. who have like AI that tries to mimic the creator so that you subscribe to it. And then it has conversations with you as if it's the creator mm-hmm. um, of only fans and which sounds like a terrible idea from my standpoint, but that's you know. what, that's what Mark Zuckerberg was talking about really wanting to use their AI for is, um, creating basically these realistic human interaction interfaces for like businesses or content creators or whoever, where they're like, well, I can't respond to all my fans. So I'll just have an AI train to 
behave like me and then talk to my uh, talk to people. Just feels like, really this sounds like a nightmare. Like, yeah. what are you talking about, dude? Especially I mean, if useful for businesses, if you can like Yeah. Cause I mean, okay, whenever you call up like whatever company and they're like, press four to like do this, and then and then you have to like and it says, say what you're calling about. And you're like, refund, oh you know, or you're like yelling into the phone and it's like, would you like to buy a cat? You're like, I said refund, you know, and it's my favorite is when it, when you, you it like puts you into a loop, right? You're like, I need to do this. And then it's like, and then it sends you back to the beginning. I'm like, why am I at the beginning again? Yeah. And then you, and you tried something else. It's like, oh, we can't help <laughs> you with this. We're, we're like, we're closed for business hours. I'm like, so if they could have a competent AI talk to you at that stage, I would actually be fine with that. Mm. Sounds like a step up. And let's be honest, sometimes you get on the phone with a real person and you're like, do you have any information about how your company works? Because no. every time you I ask you a question, you are like, huh, that's a good question. You're like, why don't you know the answer? They're just trying to do their job, but yeah. I, I, I sympathize. I've been there too. Yeah. There's times where I'm like, I'll take an AI. Give me an AI now that has all the information of your company operating protocol and just distribute it to me. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. AI I hear, system. I hear you. We'll see what happens there. Not that I'm trying to put phone people out of work, but you know, but the whole idea of responding to like, you're, let's say you're a content creator and then someone starts like subscribes to your AI and like forms a relationship with your AI. Like it just seems really creepy. Yeah. Super <clears throat> the whole creepy. parasocial dynamic of like some creators, you know, and that, that feels like it takes it a little bit. It's too far. Too we're far. already, I mean, we're already very socially disconnected. We're so much more disconnected as a society than when I grew up, you know, like, yeah, I remember taking a bus and like making conversation with people who would sit next to you because People didn't have cell phones and that's what you did. And you just, and now everything is apparently cringe. You. If you talk to people around you, right, right. right. It's like, it's not everything's cool cringe now and it's cringy and it's whatever. So like, we're already in a very different state. You want to take that further and just like, now we don't even talk to each other online. Now we just talk to robots that like <laughs> say the things that we like. <laughs> Oh, that's a nightmare. We should get an AI co-host if one of us is like sick or something. <laughs> like filling in for Matinio today is Robo Matt. Yeah, we could train it off of you. That'd be cool. It would probably give. It would probably be a better uh, conversationist too. So it, it'd probably make for better commentary. Be real. <laughs> Robo Matt would have a girlfriend. That's that's too far. Come on, that's <laughs> too far. Like whoa, Robo Matt. That's too far. Okay. I mean, it's not, you're, you're it. not, you're not wrong. Let's get back to M Nintendo and why you want Microsoft to buy them. Continue, Matt. So I don't want them to. Why not? It would be so cool if one company well, owned I think everything. Phil Spencer, right? That's the guy, the head, Yeah, right? that's Mr. Xbox. Yeah. He said it would be like a big career defining moment. It's like, yeah, it'd be a career defining moment, but like. So I don't for like one person's glory. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. This whole idea, like I'm okay with them buying Activision to some extent, but at the same time, I do not like this idea of them just gobbling up every company because yeah. as a consumer, 
yeah it's terrible. i love game pass yeah. yeah yeah game pass is great having the option to play all of like all these bethesda and now if if it goes through call of duty and everything on that platform sounds nice like it sounds as a consumer game pass is really great until it comes not great yeah until they're the only platform out there and now you're having to pay an unbelievable amount of money or the quality of games goes down because or there's no competition Phil, now Phil they don't need to who people seem to generally like he seems like a legit gamer and he seems like yeah. an actual like uh, you know somebody who wants games to be good and wants to make good gaming platforms and support gaming companies but when he retires and you know Corporate Whoever's executive next. CEO Bob hops into place and is like, "We need to put boost profits," you know. And all of a sudden, well, Microsoft owns seventy percent of the game industry, and now this tyrant is in charge of it all. Like that's terrifying. So, yeah. at this at the same time, though, part of me is just like, let the AAA world burn and just give it to the let indie devs. Because if Microsoft gobbles up all these massive IPs that become stale and non-innovative and safe and whatever, mm -hmm. then indie devs are going to start taking over and that'll just be the cycle. But I don't know. It's still bad, right? They'll, they'll almost certainly get, uh, the government will like intervene with some sort of monopoly thing and be like, uh, you guys own too much of the market. You, you need and, to And now that up. they are going after, if they do successfully get Activision, there's no way now they'd ever get my, um, Nintendo. Nintendo. There's no way. Yeah, because who would be I, left? EA? And you're like... Well, EA, Ubisoft. Ubisoft. Yeah, there, yeah. there are big companies. CD Projekt That's Red true. is now Tencent, massive. So. Tencent, yeah. Yeah, there are, there are big gaming companies. Oh, but now, what's the, the Swedish one that's massive? Um, something Group? I forgot what it's called, but they own tons know. of stuff. Yeah, I don't know. I'll believe you. Okay, there are some other very big ones, but it's still, it's consolidating a little too much. And you're like... Mm -hmm. What are the real benefits? There aren't really that many benefits unless you're just like, I want everything on my Xbox. And you're like, well, or you is could that, just relax. Is that really that important? Yeah. Right? You'll survive if you can't play Ghosts of Tsushima. You know, like you'll yeah. make it. Okay. If you'll you really, be okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it won't be the end of the world, Timmy. Trust yeah. me. Uh, not There'll that be more I games. like exclusive titles and whatnot. But oh, neither do I. Um, yeah, no. And I also am not a fan of many of Nintendo's business practices. They're kind of like the Apple of gaming. Like they get away with a lot. Yeah, and they that I feel like any other company would not be able to get away with. Yeah, and they have very weird practices, but they make such good games that it all just works at the end of the day. Which I think is sort of Apple's thing too. Is like people are like, yeah, but the iPhone is fantastic, and you're like. But all their other business practices really suck. Yeah. Like, but the iPhone is so great. And you're like, it's okay. so cool. Speaking of the new one, have you seen it? <laughs> I haven't. Is there a new one? I, I think not, there is I a new one. I think it's like iPhone 20,000. I don't know anymore. Is there I, anything I've, never, I've never owned an iPhone before. Ooh, are you going to get the new augmented reality goggles for like 2,500 bucks or whatever they are? No, no. <laughs> no, I will not be getting those. Well, th they don't even... Um, the one thing that I would be curious about with them is like the PC VR application. So you plug it into the PC and then play your Steam VR games through it, right? Which is what oh, all can the you headsets... actually do that? Well, yeah, all the VR headsets do that. So they're huh. pretty much all of them are set up for PC VR. So you hmm. can plug it into a PC in some way, shape, or form, and then 
play different types. Like I have a Oculus, I have a Meta Quest Pro, whatever. Uh-huh. All their stupid names, but mm-hmm. I still have to have the dumb Facebook interface thing. But I can still run a Steam VR game on it. So it just, okay. I just, it's not convenient, but I can click a few buttons. You can still and then, do it. And then you do it. But the Apple one, as far as I know, is not being set up for that. And they want you to use all their proprietary crap, which is very Apple approach to everything. Closed, closed garden yeah. thing, situation. Yeah. We're not going to run our software on your thing because we just don't want to. Like we totally could, but we don't want to. So that sucks. But we'll see what happens. I'd, it could be one of their biggest flops of all time. I Every time I play something that's VR, I think this probably isn't the future. Well, I don't think it's... V, so I don't think they're going the VR route. I think they're going augmented reality. Yeah, I think we so, had this combo last time. Yeah, augmented yeah. reality is like for sure a thing. But not when it's like a giant helmet on your face. It's got to be like the glasses is, that you're it wearing It is pretty right massive. Now. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, cool, cool the, right? the way they integrate it. And what's wild is that it's actually, it's a, you're watching a, so it's your room, right? You're looking around your room, mm-hmm. but you're not seeing the room. You're seeing a video of your room. Then then they're putting it on your screen. Yeah. And I don't want that. I would rather have like wear glasses like you're wearing and then pro- project the image on yeah. top of that or whatever. But there's tech tech limitation they got to invent that technology basically they're like we're getting close but it's not quite there so that'll Mm -hmm. be cool in 20 years or whenever that comes out however yeah i think it's neat but i i don't own apple products so i'm i'm not invested in that ecosystem and i don't have any skin in the game so i'm not really i'm personally not going to get it but i do think it's cool technology yeah and eventually one day i think it will be more widespread because then you don't need you could just wear that you don't need a monitor you can do it anywhere you could be in starbucks and you're like oh yeah i got my monitor right here baby i look like an idiot but here we are yeah you work so it's mm-hmm. it's cool it's cool in theory it would be very cool because i find myself in a lot of situations where like i don't know i'm putting the kids to sleep and like mm-hmm. they want me to hang out in their bed for a little bit while they kind of doze off and I'm like on my phone writing a script or something for like the next day and it sucks writing a script or trying to do research on a phone right like you can do it but it's not convenient give me yeah. some like augmented reality goggles that I can activate in a waiting room somewhere and I'll give me like full like multiple displays and I'm like bringing up my desktop from home or whatever and i can just get into stuff and do work on the fly like that sounds pretty appealing to me but i just don't want to wear a helmet everywhere i go yeah, you know i agree and how like how comfortable would it be because be even hot, if it's comfortable for heavy. like even yeah. just you know for 30 minutes like well what about after that 30 minutes you know yeah. 30 minutes doesn't do me anything i'm a, I'm a yeah. power user baby i'm here on this computer 24 7 i ain't yeah. moving <laughs> Uh, did you want to chat about your, did you play Payday 3? You did play Payday 3. I did play Payday 3, yeah. I've enjoyed it, but I haven't played it since it officially released, and apparently the servers have exploded. Yeah. And they've been really struggling, which is too bad, because the game is fun, but yeah. That was my same experience as I played Early Access and had no issues whatsoever. Mm-hmm. and then i launched the video and everybody's i made a video about it and i launched it people are like why would you support this game this is trash I'm like yeah I'm like what happened oh the servers exploded whoops 
Yeah, and it's not just the servers. A lot of longtime veterans are upset that there's not like a ton of content in terms. It's in, almost impossible to compete with Payday 2, though, because they've been making content for like 10 years. I understand. Yeah, I get that. But still, they set that expectation for themselves. Right. But then there's just like quality of life things. Right. Like, why can't mm. you have an offline mode? Why? Why was that not in the game? Mm -hmm. uh, all of these problems right now that they're experiencing, if they had an offline mode, it wouldn't have completely removed it because people want to play with their friends, but at least you could play the game that you spent money on. Uh, there's the the fact that you can't like quick quick match into something. Like, hey, I would just like to play on very hard and then it just cues me into whatever map. That seems um, like a, a, an obvious feature and it's, yeah. it's wild that it's not in there. Yep. Um, so that's frustrating. Uh, there's moments where you, if you queue into a game, you have to listen to the dialogue every time. You have to have the debriefing. Now, I, I hear that that's the way it worked in Payday 2. I, I can't remember. It's been so long. But I had a moment where I queued in, listened halfway through, realized, oh, wait, I needed to change a weapon, right, in my mm -hmm. loadout. So I, I backed out or I needed to do something, right? Yeah, Maybe I needed to yeah, invite someone. UI's and then I had to queue again and then I had to go through the entire dialogue again. I was like, why don't, why can't I just join? What is going on? So there's just a lot of quality life things here and yeah. there that also adds to that. I think the, the current negative response that the game is receiving, mainly the servers, that's the big thing. But Mainly the servers. But you're right. The, the UI is oddly incompetent. Um, yeah. We kept sitting in the lobby because somebody would always forget to hit the ready button because mm. the whole UI is white and they put like ready off to the side and like some weird little thing as opposed to yeah. literally every other game that's like ready up, like in the middle of your screen. It's like hit the ready button, buddy. And this one's like, it just looks like another button in the menu. Yeah. You're like, oh, yeah. sorry, guys. I didn't realize you were waiting on me to hit this white button that looks like every other white button. It's just weird stuff that you're like. It's just, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's but a fun game. I, I think I'm not it trying has to... the potential to become the payday two level success, but yep. it's just starting and it's got a little bit of a rocky start. And I don't, I, I, I think there's a lot to do if you try and do it stealthy, but I noticed that there weren't bonuses for completing a mission fully stealth. And I was kind of like bummed out by that. Because yep. it took myself and like Drew and a few other guys like well over an hour to like make it through like some of these missions. And then you're the like, reward. The reward is the satisfaction of doing it. Yeah. Not not the money. And I do think there. So the way if this is another thing is that you only get level XP for your account by ch doing challenges. So if you're not if you don't complete a challenge yeah. or you're not you don't get actual xp which is a weird decision yeah not um, a good one <laughs> yeah that's enough that's just another thing on top of it but i i agree i there would be nice if there was a little bit more incentive to do it stealthy maybe an added objective that gave you a little bit more because you know that's, yeah that's like my steam account dude i'm only level 13 on steam because you have to collect like cards eight cards and then yeah. complete the thing. What a bizarre system. It's stupid. It's, it's really yeah, stupid. I'm not, I never 100% complete any game in terms of like all the shit. Like that's not me. I don't care about that stuff. Yeah. So it's like you're a low level. I'm like, yeah, but I've, I own like 300 games and have had an account since like 2000 whatever. Whenever Steam well, came not out. 
So the card system in Steam is stupid because they want you to buy cards. So you only get like half of the cards. If, if you if you play a game, you unlock cards naturally. But yeah. you only can get like half of the cards unless they've changed it. Oh. So if you wanted to get a complete deck, you would then need to go into their ecosystem and buy yeah. cards from other players. But you get that... zero XP if you have half the cards and 100% so if you have all of them. You're like, how about you just give me a percentage of it? I think I cared yeah. about that when it originally came out, and that was like ten years ago. And now yeah. I just, I just obviously like, whatever. I don't care. But yeah, it's it stupid. does. It annoys me that they always prominently display your little ranking yeah. thing, and you're like, why? It means nothing. Stop. It literally it is meaningless. There. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're like, oh, he's a high level. He must. Oh, like what? He must buy really game or like, yeah, yep. what? Buy you can Steam quite cards? literally, I think, just buy. Like, if you buy a game, you can then buy all the cards for that game, and then you will like it will give you XP to your overall. It's so dumb. So you can just <laughs> so buy your stupid. rank. <laughs> Pretty much. Like, how much are they actually making off of this card system, and why like, is it I so prominent? I hope nothing, because who cares, right? You would like to think so, but, but it is yeah. Valve. They and wouldn't do something. Steam, yeah, it's it's Valve, one of the biggest game distribution companies in mm-hmm. the world. Like, yeah. Oh, man. One are, day they'll make another game. One day. Yeah, I mean... I mean there was Half-Life like, Alex. Yeah, that wasn't that... That's not that old. No. But... We'll see. I think there's a mod to make that non-VR, which is very funny to me. That's cool. Yeah. Now you can play Half-Life Alex if you don't own a VR headset or something. That'd be, that would be nice. I would probably do that because I don't have a VR. That's how that works. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So uh, any, any good movies, Matt? Any good um books? Oh, what have I been doing lately? I finally finished off the Cradle series. Uh, ironic, not ironically, but um, they just came out with the next three books of the limited edition on Kickstarter, which I just purchased two hours ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'll be picking those up. And that was fun, uh, but really haven't been reading. I'm reading a book called The Sword of Kagan? Only sword like th- 30 pages. Sword of Kegel? No, no no okay no but still watching wheel of time season two been really into that uh the <laughs> recent episode was fantastic i don't know if i'm just like losing all uh sense of what makes a show good anymore but i really enjoyed enjoy season something two. okay man just commit to it like you well gotta... i had someone come into my chat and they're like i watched season two and it's one of the worst shows <laughs> i've ever watched and now i'm judging you i'm like oh i thought I mean, it was good join any sort of star wars discussion <laughs> on the internet nobody agrees on anything so like i, mean, I thought it was legit I, I thought it was way better than season one i don't know if i'm just in a different headspace so i've been enjoying that that's that's kind of been the one show I'll check it um, out and then I will judge you. And silently. then you'll judge me and you'll you'll say like, yeah, so he was right. Wheel of time. Whoof. Whoof's trash. Ooh, worst show ever. Are they hotter <sighs> in season two Wheel of Time? Or Why not? does it matter if they're hotter level cap? What do you I mean? Just, you can't throw like four fantasy shows at me with crazy hot people in them and then be like, Wheel of Time, they look normal. Well, Rand goes shirtless and the man the, the actor has um buffed up so if you're into you know dudes i know I mean, you're married the women are gonna match him on on it you know like i didn't i don't think it no 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 it's not i don't think it's one of those shows i'm sorry <laughs> have you been seeing anything watch anything um i've been watching some kitty stuff because uh i got kids 
Okay, uh, I thought I you said Kitty. Kitty. Uh, I've been watching cat videos too. Um, <laughs> have you seen the one where the cat's on the piano mat? So I have. It's, yeah, it looks like it's playing. It's really funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. We watched Elemental from Pixar. Oh, the, okay. Yeah. I've heard <laughs> it was okay. It was fine. It was fine. It was fine. Yeah, Mike, it's like one of those movies where the kids like it and you're like, okay, we'll just, yeah, we'll keep watching it then. Yeah, who cares? As um, long as kids like it. I watched, so we've been going back and watching some old school movies with Jeff a little bit and uh, I just showed him a Miyazaki film because he's watched Totoro, which okay. is very kid appropriate and he likes that a lot. And then he watched Ponyo, which again is very kid appropriate and he likes that a lot. See, I haven't seen either of those. Okay. Yeah, they're more kid oriented, but they're good movies. I mean, they're they're Miyazaki, so they're quality. Yep. And then we watched Castle in the Sky, and he got a little upset with that one. So I'm kind of like upset, like scared, or no. It's actually funny. Is um, he likes like the action stuff. He's cool with. He's like, oh, that was that was cool. But then like mm -hmm. the robot in castle in the sky like sacrifices itself or it dies like trying to protect the girl in oh it. And it like takes a giant cannon shot through the chest and then like burns and like dies and he got like really upset and i was like oh he gets like upset when like the good characters die and i was like that makes sense <laughs> that's yeah that's i think that's the appropriate response yeah i was like i was like hmm castle in the sky or princess mononoke i'm i'm it's good probably thing we shouldn't go do princess, princess mononoke dude, yeah. princess mononoke is freaking it is metal like the yeah. wolf head like chopped off and then it's animated that is a crazy show well, well it's funny because it's one of my favorite animes of all time but i haven't watched it in a long time and it's good i was trying to remember because you're desensitized as an adult when you watch it so the the things that might terrify a child don't stand out to you but as i was sort of like mentally walking myself through the scenes in that film i was like oh my god this is gonna be terrifying yeah <laughs> there is a lot of creep like he he his arm gets infected with the like demon thing and then he's like shooting people's heads off with the bow and arrow yep yeah and demons and yeah all that fun yeah. stuff or it's not i i remember my dad rented it thinking like oh it's a cartoon uh matt will love this and i loved it but it was he he wasn't expecting it to be like that yeah it's it's intense it, it is one of my favorites because it's like it's miyazaki going like for an actual intense war film and you're like whoa yeah. that's like oh and uh real quick by the way for viewers uh back in the day we had this thing called blockbuster <laughs> and you could go there to rent you could like spend some money and you could you know rent out a movie and yeah they still Sorry. have a video rental store in Portland because, of course, they do. So you uh, can. Well, is it, Portland's pretty hipster. No, yeah. I mean, they've probably got all kinds of weird <laughs> stuff, weird shops in Portland. I do want to go mm -hmm. to a pinball arcade in Portland. They're supposed to have a couple of really good ones there. Might check out one of those things, but apparently, there's still a blockbuster going. There's like one blockbuster. A blockbuster. It's it's, it's, it's the final one, I think. I or can one see of the final that. ones. I like the nostalgia thing. I yeah. remember when they were going out of business, there's one right down the street from my apartment. And my wife and I went in there and just like bought all these Blu-rays for like five bucks a pop or whatever, just like <laughs> stacking them up. I was like, bye, Bob. Bye, Blockbuster. Like, we'll take these. So sorry. <laughs> so sorry, but thank you. I'll take it. Yeah. Which are now, of course, obsolete. Right. 
But, uh, for well. anyone listening, a Blu-ray is <laughs> <laughs> looks like a frisbee. Man, I remember when DVDs came out and my dad got a DVD player and he was so stoked for it. And the, and the, the local place had just this one small section for DVDs. We're old, aren't we? We're getting, we we're are, getting old. Man. I mean, uh, I bought my first, I bought tapes back in the day, dude, for music. Yeah. Uh, my remember, first... remember the CD players where they had the anti-skip technology? Yeah, 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 yeah. Discmans, those were pretty mm -hmm. dope, man. Yeah. And then you could yeah. like, oh, do you remember when the, your, you could get a, Car stereo mods were like big because car manufacturers for the longest time were like, why would we put a good stereo in our car? And then they figured right. it out eventually. But everybody was getting their own custom face plates on and like systems and you could get ones that you could load up, but you could burn a CD, but with MP3s on it instead of the wave format. Okay. Right? So it was like much more space efficient to put a MP3 on a CD. You could put like couple hundred or something uh-huh and then you could put the cd in your player and you could have like 200 songs on your cd and you're like check it out it's like the this entire, is next this is next level guys yeah this is the entire discography of metallica on one <laughs> cd and you're like what ah <laughs> oh, the good old days yeah that's cool and then you'd burn your cool mixes and you'd be like check out this mix you know and you'd like i remember everyone had the the uh the pamphlet with all the cds yes you know you'd be or like what, what do you the, want to listen to guys the one on your visor did you or up top yeah, yep yeah. yep the top one too you yeah had your favorites up there right you're like hang on let me get my cool my like my road trip mix or whatever <laughs> <laughs> road trip yeah i love it i've got a binder somewhere we still got a binder somewhere which is like road trip stuff uh because we've got we've got a couple of, i've got a 2010 and a 2014 car I'm not running okay. the latest models, Matt. And so like some, some situations it's just the phone won't plug into the stereo and whatever. So you just like put a CD in there. We're going old just school. Just do it. Old school. Why? I mean, it works. It works. It, it, I got fine. no shame. Although man, CDs, they start skipping and degrading after a while. You'll get to do like they? a song and you'll be like, oh, like what that? Yeah. There's like an actual lifespan on CDs, which I didn't is know that. That is wild. Yeah, yeah. So even if you keep them in like a nice protected thing, they they might not work next time you pop them into a disc reader. That's too bad. I figured they would have been more durable than that. Yeah, I don't know, man. Just like us, we're getting old. Same with them. We're not working it like we used to. Yeah, dude. I, well, I pulled an all-nighter working on that cyberpunk uh, video, and I feel it in my bones, man. I'm like, my yeah, bones deep. hurt. Like your back kind of hurts a little bit, yeah. Well, I'm getting to the the super cool age where depending on how you sleep at night, like the position you choose, you can okay. wake up feeling much worse in the morning than you mm -hmm. did before you went to sleep. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, I mean that starts to happen in your 30s, I guess. But Well, you're you're like what? 42 now? Yeah, 48. You're not 48. I'm thir I'm 38. 38. 38. Yeah. And uh yeah, no, I'm like, I'm, I've never been a back sleeper, right? Like, it seems insane to me that anybody would sleep on their back. It's like, why would you do that? That that's apparently it's the like best way to sleep though. Yes. Yeah. It's like every bit of research is like sleep on your back. Like you, this is how you have to do it. And it kind of makes yeah. sense. Like 
before when early man didn't have a bed you weren't going to sleep on your side that would be insane yeah, or, on, or on your stomach just can you imagine just being in the dirt <laughs> <laughs> yeah just face down just oh yeah yeah oh yeah no like everything in history says this is supposed to be how we sleep and then we invented like tempurpedic mattresses and we're like let's just sleep all weird and crap and then you wake up and you're like ah oh, i like I how you, like you get broken older, you start adding more and more to your bed routine you know like mm -hmm. you, you have to sleep with a pillow uh you know you got your pillows and you got the pillow underneath your legs then you've got you know sleep app machines and then you do you sleep you know tape? you got you got the tape you can do sleep tape you can then if people have mouth guards it's like dude you look like you're you know getting ready for you know battle or something at this point with all these little gadgets and gizmos <laughs> i know you're like hang on i need 30 minutes to prepare to fall asleep <laughs> let me yeah. get all this stuff in order you know it's not it's not super sexy though you know you roll over to your significant other with a sleep app on and your mouth guard you're like hey babe Hey, baby. I'm so in the mood right now. And she's like, <laughs> give me 15 minutes to like remove all the things. Take all this stuff off. Yeah. yeah. And you're like, cool. I'll just like stay in the mood over here thinking about how hot this is going to be. <laughs> it's not an image I needed right now. No, that's why you do it before you go to sleep. And I think that's I... kind of the philosophy when couples get older. You know, you're like, don't wake yeah. me up. Just yeah. do it before, okay? Yeah. Yeah. This is all stuff I'm well versed into. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Significant others and yeah. 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 So I'm just holding back all the like body pillow jacks. I'll just we'll just leave it there, Matt. You know. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. I appreciate it. <laughs> you have to put a different cover slip on your body pillow and depending on the mood. Yeah. 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 Well, you can sleep with as many body pillows as you want, which is a benefit. Yeah. yeah it's different kinds one too. Between your legs, one behind your head, wherever you want. You know. Yeah. It's very versatile. People are gonna think I'm so creepy and weird. Stop. We should stop. I mean, it's already too late, but. I mean, I do want to propagate that because, really, Matt, nobody knows, right? We don't. <laughs> we don't know what happens when you turn off the webcam. Okay, we don't know what happens in there. True. Yeah, it's weird. But technically old that's true people, for everyone. His weird old people furniture, like tons of like fantasy novels. Like, what is going on, Matt? We can weave some some cool story, dude. Super cool story. All right, and that's it for the Level <laughs> With Me podcast. Thank hey. you everyone for joining us. <laughs> I think that is a good spot to wrap up, though. We've covered most everything that's happened. Um, I didn't mention Patreon at the start of the stream, or maybe I did, but I'm going to mention it again, regardless. You can come support us on Patreon. We finally got monetized on YouTube, so now we're making dollar bills, baby. Literally dollars. Literally, L multiple literally, dollars. Literally dollars. Tens of yeah. dollars, Matt. Maybe. Maybe we are at tens of dollars now on YouTube. Have we have we officially broken through? We have officially broken through tens of dollars. There are multiple digits when you look at the payout thing. There, multiple. We're gaming, man. Yeah. We're doing it. Uh, so we thank you all for your support, Patreon members, and just people who want to subscribe. Hit that little notification bell. The episodes come out on Wednesdays. Patreon members get to join us live on Mondays and uh, ask us questions and. 
tell us how we're screwing up our stream and chat and stuff like that. So it's good stuff. It's good stuff. Uh, any closing words, Matt? Any, oh, any crazy games you're going to be playing next week? Isn't there like another game coming out this week or next week or something? Well, I'm going to be playing Cyberpunk Phantom Liberty. Yeah. Uh, that's the big one. Uh, what else is coming Are you gonna out? Do, is the 40K update coming out soon that's going to like redesign all the characters? 40K update? Yeah, Dark Tide. Warhammer Dark oh, Tide. Oh, is that happening? I it might, be might check that out. Week. Okay. But I don't... I, I, I can't I don't remember know. if I don't that's know. happening really there soon. Is the, like... I believe there's the new Assassin's Creed game coming out soon, which I do plan on playing. Yeah. So that's like the other big, I think that's the other big title releasing. But other than that, no. Gotcha. gotcha. I mean, I play all sorts. I play, I, I fly by the seat of my pants, dude. I'm just like, oh, there's a new game. I'm playing it. All yeah. right. Well, I think Phantom Liberty will take up some time. And then eventually will. there will be another Battlefield DLC and we can link up for some sweet rounds. I'm down. Man. That's in October. Yeah. Mm. Mm. <laughs> mm. I, I should mean, probably I find I out. I don't I'm disagree. Doing some sort of like, collaboration thing with them <laughs> like it's probably uh, the due date for that's probably coming up soon i should probably look at the calendar yeah whatever all completely different discussion but yes yeah. all right guys well that's what we're gonna be doing thank you guys so much for watching and we'll be back next week same time maybe with a guest maybe not with a guest let us know in the comments who you want us to get as a guest and we will 100% get them 100% guaranteed guaranteed not to happen not to happen all right thank you guys we'll see you later matt closing words bye 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 bye